The war in Israel comes for U.S. water systems. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Last week, a computer at a water system in a small town in Pennsylvania that controls pressure shut down suddenly, and a message appeared on a monitor saying that it had been hacked by a group called Cyber Avengers and stated, Down with Israel. Now, Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, a town of 15,000 northwest of Pittsburgh, finds itself entangled in the war in the Middle East, and it has implications for all water providers. Subsequently, the U.S. government issued an alert about hackers actively taking over computer equipment used by water and wastewater systems. Some of their software components are made by an Israeli company, Unitronics. The hack was by an anti-Israel group backed by Iran, which has taken responsibility for a dozen attacks on water systems in Israel. Federal authorities confirm that nearly 10 water facilities in the U.S. have been breached, where the same equipment is being used. The situation has led to discussions at the National Security Council and investigations by the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. In Aliquippa, the facility was able to control its systems manually and no customers were affected. The town intends to replace their equipment. The COP28 Climate Summit opened last week in Dubai and on the first day there was some progress. Delegates came to an agreement in principle to establish a historic loss and damage fund to help poor countries cope with climate disasters. The fund will be financed by rich nations whose industrial growth has resulted in global warming, and it will compensate those who face the brunt of climate change, including sea level rise, floods, droughts, and intensifying storms. The conference started just as recent data show that October was the hottest month on record, with the average temperature having reached about 1.2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Earth is on course to reach a catastrophic level of warming of about 3 degrees Celsius. Among other developments, almost 120 governments pledged to triple renewable energy by 2030, and more than 20 nations signed a declaration aiming to triple nuclear power capacity by 2050. The Biden administration announced a rule to sharply reduce methane pollutants from the oil and gas industry. The greenhouse gas is about 80 times as potent as CO2. The U.S. also joined several countries who agreed to phase out coal plants. Having the talks in the oil-producing United Arab Emirates has been heavily criticized. Also, the country had reportedly planned to use the conference to strike oil and gas deals with 15 other nations. Research has shown that an estimated 500 million people worldwide don't have access to the products and hygiene facilities they need when menstruating, a situation known as period poverty. In developing countries in particular, a lack of access to period products can mean missed days at school or work, social isolation, and health risks. A solution may soon be at hand. Researchers at Stanford University have found a way to turn fibers from the sisal plant into an absorbent material for menstrual pads. The sisal plant is a succulent that can thrive in arid conditions, giving it an advantage over cotton, which is water-intensive and expensive. Fibers from the five-foot-long sword-shaped sisal leaves have been used to make rope and twine, 
but never for period products until now. The team developed a simple chemical process to remove the lignin that provides structure to the leaves, and then used a blender to break down the remaining fibers into a soft and airy fluff that can be put inside a pad. Currently, they are testing biological materials to produce the porous top and waterproof bottom layers of a pad so that end-to-end -end local manufacturers could make menstrual products completely sourced from their own regions. The team has also started the Plant Pad Consortium to share their methods so that sustainable and affordable pads can be made anywhere to end period poverty, period. And finally, Dolphins. They're smart, playful, have great vision, excellent hearing, and can echolocate. And now, according to new research, bottlenose dolphins have been quietly harboring a super sense. They have the ability to perceive electric fields. Bottlenose dolphins are born with whiskers on their long snouts, but they fall out after birth, leaving only dimples behind. Researchers at the Nuremberg Zoo and the University of Rostock in Germany noticed that the pits resembled ones that allow sharks to detect electric fields, a capability called electroreception, so the team devised an experiment to see if a pair of dolphins at the zoo could do the same. The two were trained to rest their heads on a metal bar and swim away when they sensed it had been electrically charged. If they responded correctly, which they did, they were rewarded with a fish. So what good does this super sense do for the animals? For one, it might explain the observed behavior of dolphins diving headfirst into seafloor sand and emerging with a fish to eat whose electric field they had sensed. The researchers say electroreception might also help the animals detect Earth's magnetic field and navigate. Dolphins are clearly intelligent. They figured out long before we did that it makes sense to go electric. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. 